You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, everyone. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. Thanks so much for being here, friends. If you're new to the show, welcome. I've been hosting this nugget of a podcast for two and a half years now, and it is literally a dream. I just, I get to sit down with healers, teachers, intuitives, people all over the world and talk about self-care and self-discovery. And man, oh man, friends, now is the time to be focusing on self-care. I just, woof. I was talking with some friends this weekend about how you know busy the holiday season is. Like we know that that's not new information, but just there's so much extra work and it always surprises me. Like we do this every year, but still I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's fun. It's absolutely the most fun work, but it's, that list is long. Literally we were doing Christmas cards last night and I was like, why is this a thing? Like <laughs> who started this? Okay. I'm not complaining just in reality, everybody, there's so much to be grateful for, but it takes a little extra time right now to be present, to be there for it all. And please, please, please make sure you're taking time for yourself. You're hustling around. This is time that's magical for everyone. And that includes you. Remember that. Okay. Let's talk about today's guest, Laura Hanstad. So I want to preface this episode with just a few things. One, you do not have to live a life where you don't feel good. Okay, everyone, you're in pain. You don't feel full of joy. You feel lack of energy. Like you don't have to live like that. Does it take work and effort and strategy and healers and sometimes money, but often not necessarily to feel better? 100%. But it's so possible. And we talk about this today. We talk about not settling for pain, for feeling ugh. Number two, if you are a mother, Your intuitive gifts are completely off the charts when it comes to your kids. You know when something is up with your child, okay? Listen to that, everyone. Don't ignore that. Start building a repertoire of healers, of intuitive people, of friends, support systems that you can go to when you you get those little pricklies or you think something might be a little off with your kiddos or yourself. Go and seek out that help. You know. And third... Always keep an open mind when it comes to healing everyone because you just never know what modalities are going to work for you, which ones might work for other people, don't work for you. Just keep an open mind. So I was referred to today's guest, Laura Hanstad, when I posted on Instagram about baby Stella, who's in my tummy, being breech. Another amazing doula in the community, Alexia Pedersen, responded and was like, I have all the resources for you. She gave me so many resources, massage, CST, acupuncture, a million things. And Laura was on the list. And so I never tried cranial sacral therapy before. I'd heard about it. Again, my dad's a chiropractor. I'm very immersed in this like alternative healing community, but I'd never tried it. And I'm like, cool, let's let's do this. So I booked a session with Laura. 
And I was so surprised right out the bat at how gentle the modality was. She had me sit on her table and she just sort of touched around my belly and didn't, it didn't feel like, like a lot was happening until all of a sudden I noticed like, Oh wow. Like this feels a lot more comfortable. So I did two sessions because I had, it's called an ECV an external cephalic version where they flip the baby inside of the belly in preparation for that. Sometimes babies will flip when you've had CST, they'll just do it on their own. Stella was soups comfy in there. She was not ready to do it on her own. She needed some help. But those two sessions were so helpful at getting me prepared for my ECV and it went amazingly well. So I really attribute that to our sessions together. Let's fast forward though to when Stella arrived. When I had her, she was just such an angel. Those first couple weeks were just bliss. But about week two and on until six or seven, she would not stop crying. I mean, she was really uncomfortable and we thought it was gas. We thought it was something I was eating. Of course, you know, like mamas always blame themselves. Oh, I, you know, I have to cut out all these things when in fact there was more there. And I intuitively was just like, I, this is not normal baby behavior. She is so uncomfortable. I can tell that there's something that needs to be done outside of our normal healing modalities. You know, she was seeing the chiropractor. Um, I even got some Reiki. I was like, there's more there. So I went back to Laura and she immediately worked with Stella and said she has tongue ties. I talked about this more in my, my birth episode, if you want to listen more about that. But what that means is that there was a lot of tension within her mouth that was ultimately shooting down into her body and causing her to be really uncomfortable. It's a pretty common thing these days. You can read all about it. But Laura immediately knew. She's like, we're going to get this figured out. You're going to talk to a pediatric dentist. I'm going to do some work. And we went through the whole process of revising those tongue ties along with CST. And when I say that Stella was a different baby, I can't even communicate this. It was so much different. She was so much happier on the other side. It was a little bit of a process, but I knew, I said, I know this. she's uncomfortable. I'm going to get her to a place where she feels better. And now she's like the easiest baby. I was just like, we literally just towed her along everywhere because we've got two other kiddos. We got life. We got stuff to go to. She comes with. So I say this because I, I felt that intuitive hit to go back to Laura about this particular issue and I didn't ignore it and it completely resolved. It took work, it took time, but it was the right solution. And now, you know, we're so, so, so grateful and I'm so grateful for Laura. So just a heads up in this episode, we do talk a lot about birth as Laura is a a doula and she uses CST a lot with babies and with mamas, but this can be used for literally anything, for anyone you know, she's local to my community here in the Twin Cities, but there are just, there's CSTs all over. So if you want to find one that's in your area, check it out. What's also really awesome in my experience with CST is that it doesn't take like lifelong sessions. You can really make a lot of headway in one or two sessions. And, you know, in terms of an investment, I feel like that's something that I can bite off, right? I can do a few sessions to work on something specific. So let me tell you more about Laura. Laura is a cranial sacral therapist who trained under Dr. Carol Phillips of Dynamic Body Balancing, and she's an Usui Holy Fire Reiki master. 
She's a lactation counselor and she offers reflexology. She has been a birth doula for over 10 years and has taught hypnobabies, childbirth education, lactation courses, and run lots of parents' groups. She has six children herself. <laughs> She's amazing. Most of them born at home. And she just lives a really full life. And you can feel that. She's a Leo, a Leo son, which you'll definitely hear when you're talking with her. And I'm so grateful to have her in my community of healers. Again, if you are someone who's never tried this before and you're listening all over the world, there's lots of ways to get connected with CSTs. I'm sure Laura has great recommendations as her. So follow her on Instagram and she can give you some ideas as well. If you are brand new to Yoga Magic, thanks so much for being here, everybody. Check out the nearly 200 episodes of self-care and self-discovery modalities. If you want to learn more about upcoming events, special episodes, and more, hop onto the newsletter with the link in the show notes, and you'll get a free Discover Your Self-Care Style mini course. You can also follow us on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. And if you are loving this content, everybody, and you want to learn more, you want to dive in, I love working one-on-one on building specific self-care routines using your astrological birth chart. So head over to ashleysondergaard.com to book a session, a, maybe a joint astrology and human design reading or a cosmic self-care session. I'd love to sit down with you. Thanks again to Laura for being on the show. Let's hop over to this conversation about cranial sacral therapy for healing in everyone. Welcome, Laura. Happy Monday. Thank you for visiting with me. You've helped me so much in the last several months. It's not like six months because we met when I was pregnant. How are you? Thanks so much for all you do. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Of course. Of course. I always feel like I'm, I just am so lucky in that my network of healers is very I don't know, inclusive. They're very like hype girl of one another. And uh-huh. it was, it was a DM from a doula from a local doula uh-huh. who was like, you need to reach out to Laura when I was, when little Stella was breach. And I just felt like it was so serendipitous. Would you agree? Like, do you think people come oh, yeah. to you by chance it, or like, <laughs> it tends to be, or it's just one of those things where, you know, even if people aren't in that world of healers, if the right person tells them and they trust that person, then they're like, okay, yeah, I should go see this person. And then they get the work done and they're like, how have I missed out on this for so long? (laughs) Right, right. I know that's, that was me because I'm very immersed in this and I'd never done this particular modality, which we're going to talk about. It was very new. I'd love, let's just first talk about what cranial sacral therapy is. And then I'd love to hear your story to how you got into it. Cause this is something we've never talked about. What is CST? So cranial sacral therapy, we're working on fascia, which is the connective tissue that runs through the entire body. It's connected to every bone, every organ, every muscle, and it's really your body's communication system. So say you put your hand on a hot stove, your brain sends a signal through your fascia to your hand saying, ouch, that's hot, don't touch that, and then you'll remove your hand. If there's torsion in the fascia, like a knot or a tangle, the signal can't fire as properly. So it might take someone else going, oh my God, you're burning your hand. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of, I do a lot of lactation work. So a baby that's not getting the signal to suck. So you're hitting all these spots throughout their mouth and their palate and their tongue. And, and you're trying breasts, nipples from the bottle, pacifiers, fingers. And they're just kind of like, huh? And they just don't get it. If we can unwind that torsion, get that tangle to remove itself, 
then all of a sudden the signal can fire from the brain and the baby goes, Ooh, I'm supposed to be nourishing myself right now. <laughs> they start sucking. Mm-hmm. So it, in, in the torsion can be caused from all sorts of things. It can be from birth or an in utero position. It can be from a sports inju- injury or a car accident. It can be emotional trauma that gets trapped in the body. So the torsion can really be caused by many different things. And so my job is really to untangle that torsion in the fascia so that everything is balanced and so that the whole system can work properly and the brain can communicate to different parts of the body and people can be well. So, okay. For someone who's like, I still don't really get it. Fascia, obviously, like I can understand that, especially being Mm -hmm. in yoga, Mm -hmm. but is it, I mean, when you say a torsion, is that like, like if I were to go to get a massage and I have like sort of a knot in my body, yeah. is that what that is? Yeah. You might not necessarily obviously feel it, but if you were to look at fascia under a microscope, it looks like a wet moving, changing spider web when it's healthy. And when there's torsion in it, then all of a sudden the fascia gets kind of balled up in a literal tangle and it can't move properly and it can't function and that like liquidity to it is gone. Once we are able to unwind that torsion, which is through a really gentle hands-on touch, uh, CST is a really gentle hands-on therapy. Then all of a sudden the tangle comes out, the fascia can move again, can almost breathe and flow. Everything can function properly again in the body. Mm-hmm. How much of it would you say is intuitive and how much of it is more science? So I think the work is fairly intuitive because it's hard to feel that type of yeah. release. But what we're doing is scientific in nature because you're actually working on fascia, which is a very clear part of the the body, the cellular structure, you know, (laughs) there's there, you can see it and you can see the changes in it. Doing the work itself, it just takes the training and then really learning eventually to trust your intuition so that you can figure out where this torsion is. Because honestly, you might have a, a shoulder problem, but maybe it's coming from your hip. You know, yeah. so it's it's all really interconnected. So it doesn't always make real clear sense, and that can be challenging for some people that are you know really left brain thinkers. They want to have everything be factual and make sense, and so you have to try to turn that left brain off a little bit, open up the right brain, and follow that intuition. Hmm. This it makes me think. There's so many times in teaching yoga that someone will come in and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm having knee pain. Do you know what that's from?" And I'm just mm-hmm. like, "It could be so many things. Right. I have no yeah. idea." Exactly. Or you know, people will come in and they're like, "I have so many uh, digestive issues. Right. Like I just have so much in my digestive tract that just feels blocked, and I can't eliminate fully, and I have stomach cramping and things like that." And they'll tell me about you know their really healthy diet, and they've done uh, food testing, and they're like, "There isn't anything that's coming up." And I said, "Well, tell me about your stress and your anxiety." Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a really anxious person. <laughs> I'm like, mm, well, so your anxiety is living in your stomach, basically. So it is 
you know, it doesn't always appear really clear to us where the problem lies, but we might feel the symptom somewhere else. Uh, so yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about with yoga and come in and somebody's like, Oh, I have this issue. If I just stretch this one area of my body, it's going to get fixed. Right. Right. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The thing though that I liked about your work in conjunction with other body work that I do, whether it be chiropractic care, massage or something like that, was that, I mean, we made a lot of segue in one session. Like there was a lot of success for me when I was breached, also for Stella when we were working through her her tongue tie issues. There was a ton that came out of that one hour session. Is that normally how it works? Uh, It's it's so hard to say because everyone's so different. I will say that it's more common that Mm -hmm. I will see a lot of big change after one session. And it's, you know, it's like peeling back onion layers. So we'll get some of the big stuff out of the way, but then there's these other new things that'll come up. And um, so some people I get, they come one time and they're like, oh my gosh, you fixed my hip pain. And then Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, great. Call me again. If something ever comes up. And other people have ongoing kind of chronic issues that they need help with, um, especially if there's autoimmune diseases or I had someone with um, cystic fibrosis. So a lot of a lot of tension and tightness just from all the coughing that she would do. Otherwise, uh, there's some things just, you know, really colicky type babies. There's usually underlying things. I actually don't really like to use that term colicky mm-hmm. because there's usually other things that can be remedied for them so that they're more comfortable, they're happier, and that will make happier, more comfortable parents. <laughs> we can oftentimes get a lot done in one session or, or a few. I usually, if there's specific issue that I'm working on, I'll tell people, all right, let's try and book three weekly sessions and then we'll wean off of it from there. That's kind of the ideal world, mm-hmm. but you know, that's not sustainable for everybody. So they'll come in, see how much of a difference it makes. And then they might um, come back in a couple of weeks when they can afford it or when they just have that room to focus on themselves. A lot of times parents are much more willing to bring their babies and children in to get work done than they are themselves, for instance. So Mm -hmm. it can sometimes take a little coercion of, you know, until you mom get work done, we're not going to see the change in your baby that you're looking for. And so once they start coming in, all of a sudden, baby's doing much better. So it can take a little bit of time though, for parents to really put that value on themselves for self-care. And then they're going to see these great transformations in their, in their babies and their children, because they're taking care of themselves as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, life story, <laughs> my life story of this, this podcast. That's why we talk about this. So I, you told me a story one time when I was on your table about you being like a like a youth and and being able to heal people essentially like oh, in sure. the chiropractic like you've had this <laughs> gift for a long time and obviously like your you know who you are and your intuitive gifts have really played into this but I'd sure. love to hear your journey you know from that age into now like what went into the process what kind of training do you do how did you know you were destined for something like this yeah so I am lucky that I grew up with a lot of alternative care modalities. My mom started taking me to a chiropractor when I was about eight. And then 
I just kind of naturally got interested in it. And then it kind of grew into these other areas of alternative health care. And I had one chiropractor when I was probably in my tween, early teen years that did a little bit of CST, but it was the up ledger style. So she just kind of it felt like she was holding my head and I didn't think she was doing anything. I kept just laying there going, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she was like, oh, I'm doing cranial sacral therapy. And I was like, okay, whatever. But, you know, at that age, you also really don't necessarily care about that kind of stuff and like right. what they're doing. And then I, my background is in education. I worked in community ed and higher education for a number of years, about 15 years. And that really grew my lifelong love of learning. So I always, every year, I kind of set out on a journey to learn something new. Eventually, with my work in education, I had developed a lot of friendships. And I had had my first kid. And I was talking to a friend at work who wanted to get pregnant. And she was just asking my advice on what would you do beforehand? And she'd had a couple miscarriages before. And I said, well, you know, just something simple as taking a prenatal before you get pregnant and going to the chiropractor and de-stressing, just little things like that. Then she got pregnant. And then we went out to lunch one day and she said, well, what's one thing you would have changed about your birth? And I said, oh, definitely my support team. Like I had my husband there, but he didn't really know how to help me. And my had my mom. And later she told me, well, I hadn't given birth in 25 years. I didn't know how to help you. She was very helpful, but she just might not have been as helpful in the way I thought she was going to be. Yeah. I needed somebody there that was going to say, all right, get up out of bed. We're going for a walk. You need to eat, go to the bathroom, drink, like someone that was going to get me moving instead of just laying there kind of uh, wallowing in discomfort. And so uh, she said, oh, well, would you do that for me? And I had never thought of that. Never, ever would I have put myself in the birth world. (laughs) (laughs) It just was not a path that I ever pictured for myself. But I said, yeah, that would be cool. I would do that. And so then I started reading some books on doulas and then I thought, well, I should probably have like a hands-on training and being the lifelong learner I am, I signed up for a class and went through doula training. And then she had her baby about like six weeks after I did that. And it was just this amazing experience. I was riding a high for days, if not a whole week. Um, after that experience and caught the birth bug. (laughs) And then I uh, started doing more birth work and getting involved in different aspects of that. So I've been a birth doula now for 10 years. I've done uh, lactation and taught hypnobabies childbirth hypnosis, childbirth education program, and got involved in all these other realms that really chose me. I did not going consciously choosing them. And then I was at a birth, a home birth where the mom was just having these, she was really doing an amazing job being calm and just in this really tranquil state. But she was having these really long birth waves, like two and a half minutes long each with only about a 30 second break in between. And 
the midwife, the second midwife that was there said, I kind of feel like your baby's chin isn't flexed. There's just Mm. something off about the positioning. Would you mind if I kind of feel around and check? And so she did. Well, she actually did CST. So she said, okay, here, we're going to set you up on this chair. And I just want you to lean over it and put one leg up here. And I'm just going to work on helping baby to flex his chin. So she did that for like maybe 15 minutes. And all of a sudden the mom goes, I'm going to be sick. And I grabbed a bucket and she started puking. And then <laughs> after that, I was like, Ooh, there was a big change there. Transition. So I said, why don't you just, yeah, exactly. Said, so why don't you go lay down just for 10 minutes in the dark, cozy room and I'll come and check on you after that. And about 10 minutes had gotten past and I intuitively just went, I feel like I should go check on them. So I get up to go and her husband meets me in the door and he's like, she's pushing. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, I'll go to to get her. You go and get the midwife. And she's leaning over her bed and she goes, there's a head in my underwear. And I take her (laughs) underwear off. There's in fact a head hanging out of her. She's just super calm. And uh, then, you know, next push and baby was out. And that was my first real glimpse of how powerful CST could be in birth in particular. But then I started uh, contracting with some folks who did lactation and used CST for uh, supporting lactation. And the changes I could see in one session, you know, 30, 40 minutes of hands-on work with a baby. It was the difference between a baby who was not thriving and was losing weight or they just wouldn't wake up, honestly. Right. They just would sleep and sleep and you'd never see their eyes open. And then all of a sudden the lights are on and you see the brightness in their eyes and they're all like, oh my gosh, I'm here on the, in the earth and I need to be nourishing myself. Like they've went through a transformation of being in this womb-like state to being earthside. Mm-hmm. And it just was the coolest thing. So I decided that CST would be my next pathway for learning. And I went through Dr. Carol Phillips' dynamic body balancing program. She has been teaching all over the world uh, since the 80s. And um, she's a chiropractor as well. So she kind of started out more on the chiropractic realm and then has moved more towards just teaching CST uh, probably like the last 20 years or so. I started working on people right away. I just thought I'm going to get better at this the more people I get to touch and work on. So I dove right into my integrating it into my practice with lactation, with doula clients that I had, with my family. I have six kids, so I have (laughs) a lot of bodies to work on. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, decided to take Reiki training because my my mom did Reiki when I was a kid. She got Reiki one and two when I was about 11 or 12 and always thought this is going to be something that I just do for myself and my family. It's going to be so personal to me. And about an hour into the class, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this with the world. <laughs> so I added that in. And then this past year, I've been learning reflexology. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. Journey. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that you just casually dropped it. You have six children. Like you're doing yeah. this among. <laughs> and that to me, I, like I'm literally just thinking as you're talking, like I've got three. I can 
I can add some of these like cool modalities and if like I wanted to learn more things and a lot yes. of a lot of us that are turned on to these healing modalities for the first time well, I do feel like we have those gifts too and like this idea of being able to share it like it's so inspiring to hear you talk about that story and also I what I hear you say is you know you just you got right in in both the experience yeah. being a doula and then working on bodies like immediately just go for it and that's yeah. hard. That takes a lot of bravery, I feel like. I feel like I'm really fortunate that I got to learn from quite a few different people as I was kind of coming up this pathway. So one of the lessons I learned right away was to trust the intuition and trust kind of the the weirdness of it. A lot of people describe this type of work as weird. And what's funny is if you look back at the lineage of the word weird, it means message from God. No way. And what? Yeah. I have yeah. goosebumps. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not really like, I'm not religious. I'm, I'm more on the spiritual side of things. But the fact that it means like you're somehow receiving a message that this is important. So when those crazy things do pop into my head, whether it's something I see, I hear, I feel, more often than not, when I tell people that or I ask them a question that's kind of come up, more often than not, it's really connected totally, and part of their healing process. And so I've been able to go, all right, I've seen that saying the crazy thing that pops into my head, it breeds more success for that person that's working on healing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the nice things about this type of work is it's not about me being an amazing healer or anything kind of egocentric. I'm just a facilitator of healing. And so my job is really to allow the person to work on the things that they're ready to heal. And sometimes it's things that they unconsciously bring in with them. And other times it's something really concrete. I went and I got in a car accident and now I need to be worked on because my neck or my back hurt, you know, things like that. Sure. They're obvious, but then it will, like I said, kind of peel back these layers of other things that will come up as well in their healing journey. So whatever they're ready to work on and heal and release, it just appears in the work, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. You're you're a Leo son, right? That was yep, yes, yes. I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like one of my favorite things about Leo is that and okay, I say this because the word weird often is associated with Aquarius. Aquarius is the opposite sure. side of the zodiac. Leo and Aquarius are extremely similar. You wouldn't guess because they uh-huh. want to make the world better. They absolutely uh-huh. are. They're so loyal and so um, creative and just want to make the world a better place through different means. And yet Leo is the one that wants to set the example. They want to show oh, sure. people that this is possible. Whereas Aquarius is like, I'm okay doing it behind the scenes. Leo's like, hey, you guys, look at it. This is really cool. And like how you're describing that is how I just, I feel like that's so Leo and it's most positive. Well, <laughs> that absolutely makes sense with why I love teaching this too. Mm-hmm. Like I teach CSC classes, I teach Reiki, And it's just one of my favorite things in the world to do is teaching and seeing everybody else, the lights turn on in their head where they're like, oh my gosh, I feel this. Mm -hmm. Because I have a lot of 
people who I'll work on and then they'll come to a class later and they'll go, you know, you always told me that you felt this or that, but I didn't really believe you. And now I'm doing the work and I feel it too. (laughs) So it just kind of blows their mind once they get to have that experience as well. And it's just so delightful to watch that whole process. Yeah, totally. So if someone wanted to work this into like a self-care practice, I know you work a lot with children, with babies for listeners that don't have kids or they're just like, man, I do have chronic pain or like I do have this thing. How would CST work in a self-care ritual plan? Yeah. So there are CSTs all over the country, all over the world, really. Uh, You can check out Carol Phillips' website, my trainer, Dynamic Body Balancing. She has a list of facilitators on her website. So you could see by state where people are located. Otherwise, oftentimes chiropractors will get a small portion of CST in their chiropractic school training. So at least they should have like a little familiarity with it. Some acupuncturists and massage therapists also have gone and done those kind of extra trainings as well. At least massage therapists, they're going to know about fascia to a certain degree where um, some other modalities might not get as much insight into that. So those would be good places to start if you can't find someone that's specifically calls themselves a CST. Um, and a lot of times, you know, chiropractors don't necessarily have the time to spend like a full session just doing CST, like someone like I, I, like me, but they can at least get, some of that going in their practice with you, or they might be a good person to refer out to a CST if they they know anyone in their network. There are a number of things you can do on yourself too. So if there are any uh, videos, I have a number of videos on my Instagram page, and I'm working on some pre-recorded classes so that people can do some of these techniques at home, like how to help with their own migraines and headaches Mm. or sinus drainage issues, things like that, where it's so chronic, you're dealing with it all the time. What else can I do for myself? Uh, These videos should help walk people through that. And it's just touch, right? I mean, it's just gentle yeah. touch. Yep. It's a nice light touch. It's basically the weight of if you were to drop your hand just down on your thigh. Mm-hmm. That's about the weight that you use. Fascia responds best to light touch. So mm-hmm. it's also very relaxing for a lot of people. If folks are not into deep tissue massage or they're scared of getting their bones cracked to the chiropractor, this is a really great modality that they could start incorporating for themselves that could make a really big difference in a lot of different areas of their life, whether it's pain or immune issues, they get sick all the time, anxiety, depression, lots of different areas of their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a helpful differentiator that, you know, if you're someone who doesn't want to do the I feel like massage can be so great, but it is sometimes painful and chiropractic care. There's so many different types of chiropractic care. And yet if you are in a place where like, that's, you know, just straight manipulation is what they have, like, and you're not really down. This is such, Mm -hmm. I think such a cool alternative. Yeah. And I get a lot of folks who do go to the chiropractor a lot, Mm -hmm. but part of the reason they'll come in to see me is because 
They have, you know, this one spot that always goes out on them. They'll get adjusted and it'll be out the next day. Well, there's probably torsion somewhere in the fascia pulling on that bone muscle structure around there so that it can't stay in place. So if we can balance the fascia and release that torsion, finally, your adjustments are going to hold that. Right. So I will oftentimes tell people that have that issue, I'm like, okay, give Cairo a little bit of a break, come see me for a couple of sessions. And then once we feel like we've gotten somewhere with it, okay, back to the chiropractor, you go. Mm-hmm. So there's a time and a place for all these different types of modalities. We just have to find kind of the magic order of what's going to work to support your whole system. And I think, you know, this goes without saying, like, we don't have to live in pain. I mean, really, no. we don't. And I, I do think a lot of people just are like, they kind of get numb to that. Like, oh, of course. Right. Yeah. Like my, my digestion issues. That's fine. I just have, you know, like irritable bowel. What? No, right. like you don't no. have to live like that. Pain is not normal. It is common. There's a okay. difference there. And it's people that are going to take their health into their hands that are going to finally see, oh, I can live without pain. Mm-hmm. It does take a little bit of research and trust, I would say. I think that like having being someone who is like constantly in pursuit of well-being, like, <laughs> I mean, that's why I have a show about this. Like you, you have to try different things and not everything works for you and that's okay. And finding the practitioner for you is yeah. so important. I especially find that with chiropractic care, you have to find someone that your body really responds best to their touch. Yeah. Because um, there's so many different styles of chiropractic That's care. True. So when people tell me, oh, I tried that once. I didn't like it. I'm like, well, but try this other person. You just have to find the right person to kind of sync up with. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my chiropractors has been working on me since I was like 14 and I, he, I know his touch. He knows my body, his adjustments hold best for me. So it's worth it when you find someone, hold on to them. Right. And it's less your dad, which was my case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're so lucky. I was pretty lucky. And, I you know keep what? hoping one of my kids will become a chiropractor <laughs> in the future. <laughs> so nice. I was, I mean, it was, I told the story before that like when my dad, would visit us in college and he would like bring his table. He'd bring some waivers and like my girlfriends would just line up. And we'd get I love job. that. That's amazing. It was like a party <laughs> in the dorm room. That was, I would be the first in line to that. Oh my gosh. We all needed it. We were all eating terrible and like not sleeping yes. and like partying. It was just like, we need this so bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shifting gears a little. You obviously are, you're so busy. You have six children. You have this beautiful practice. You're helping mamas. You're a doula. How do you prioritize your own well being? Yeah, that takes practice. <laughs> I will tell you. <laughs> but I have definitely found that the more I value my self care, the better my entire household does. If I get sick, if I'm in pain, if I'm totally stressed out, it affects our whole household. True. So I really have to put my self-care at a very high place in my priority list so that everything else runs smooth. Uh, Even my husband has said, especially with COVID and with the lockdown, when people, when we were really in that state of not knowing, like, how bad is this? He would always talk about like, mama has to stay well. (laughs) 
if mom goes down, the ship goes down. (laughs) So, so it's not even something that I fully came to my own realization with. Like he also was really noticing the difference it made when I was kind of incapacitated with illness and how the house would run and how our kids would be doing. And it uh, helped me to start putting myself as a priority. Mm-hmm. And it made a really big difference with my kids. Also learning more about CST in particular and learning the, the entrainment, the interconnectivity between parents and children, especially moms and children. But seeing that if I was doing well, then my kids would as well. And even in certain situations, for instance, uh, my fourth, I remember feeling his soft spot when he was a baby. And I was like, this is kind of a big soft spot. And the softness continued back to the back of his skull, like almost Mm -hmm. like this open ridge between these plates up here. And I was like, oh my gosh, his brain is exposed. Like, <laughs> you know, it was just, it felt so weird. Yeah. And I took him to my CST and told him, told her about it. And she worked on him a little bit. She's like, this isn't him. This is you. And she worked on me and worked on my head. And I didn't like, I didn't have a big gaping spot down my skull, but she worked on me. And then she finished and I went and felt his head and it had closed up. What? So by working on me, it fixed something in him. And now I see that all the time in my work. We've got to get mom to get the care so that then the baby can release it. And I can now I can really feel that in babies where I'm like, this isn't their stuff. This is yours. You got to get on the table. And then... Some moms do that right away and some are more reluctant. And I'm like, fine, you can keep bringing your baby to me. I'll, I'll take your money if you want to set up an appointment. But until you get on the table and you get the work done, nothing much is going to change. So it's been really interesting to watch that whole transformation between that dyad of mother and baby in particular. Sometimes it's the other parent, but most of the time it's the birthing person and that baby. Um, but I just see that with kids as well. And so I've been able to figure out a better self-care routine for myself to make sure that then everybody else does well in our house. And also doing this kind of work. If you're doing any kind of healing, mm-hmm. you need to be getting the work done yep. too. Yep. So that also helps encourage me to, to be pretty regular with it. That's amazing of this idea that you were the one who needed the work and it, you know, immediately healed your baby. Are there other examples of where this comes up? And I'm where my brain is going right now is like, oh my gosh, like, what do I have that like I'm projecting (laughs) on my child or like on other people? Does, how do we even know if we're, we're, Oh, most of us aren't going to know. That's why we do struggle with colicky babies or these, these things that seem such a mystery to us. So it's sometimes just kind of taking a chance and trying something like this. Try CST, try Reiki, something different than the usual and trusting that, all right, I need to, I need to mix it up here. I had a client recently, I've been seeing their whole family, mom, dad, and baby since the summer. And mom texted me kind of frantic in the morning. 
one day and said, baby hasn't been eating for two days and had not been eating during the day for the previous two weeks since she had gone back to work, just kind of, you know, clustering at in the evening and at night, which I'm like, well, that's actually not an abnormal thing, but Mm -hmm. not eating at all the last two days, that's more of a red flag for me. Mm -hmm. So I said, I've got a half hour. I could squeeze you in once you, once you come in, if you can all come in, that would be ideal. And they did. And as soon as I saw this baby, he he looked happy. He looked well. I was kind of like, all right, what's going on here? And I started working on him and he was just smiley and laying so still and comfortably and calm on the table, which he doesn't usually ever do. But we had dad at his head and then we had mom kind of off to the side and they were both being hands-on with him. And what came to me was because the mom started talking about uh, how much, how stressed she was about this whole situation and he's Mm. not eating and telling me like the timeline of what the events were. And what came to me as I was working on him is he wanted me to tell her, chill out. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) So I said, all right. I turned to her. I was like, he wants you to know he's fine yeah, and that he's okay. And you need to calm down and let this anxiety go. He's fine. Look at him. Look how happy he is. And you told me that he hasn't been crying and he hasn't been, you know, inconsolable and a problem over the last two days of not eating. He's probably doing something like going through a growth spurt. And I said, is he arching his back a lot? She goes, oh, yeah. He's like pulls away constantly. He said, okay, let me show you something. I turned him over on his stomach and showed her just how tight the skin was all along his spine. And all those nerves get really tight during growth spurts because nerves are the slowest tissues to grow. And so he'd try to curl in to nurse and relax against her body. And then it's pulling all along his spine. He's going out, 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 out. And he's got to finally throw himself back to relieve all that stretching from trying to curl Mm. forward. So I said, I think he's just going through growth. I worked on him for, you know, about 20 minutes and then she picked him up and I said, or one of us said, you know, let's just see if he wants to feed and latched right on Mm. happy little nursling. (laughs) And she texted me that night and said, he's been nursing all day. Thank you. Um, So I think truly it wasn't even like the body work piece of what I did with him. I think it was just finally somebody was able to communicate from him to her, calm down. I'm okay. You just need to take a breath and and relax and let go of that anxiety. I think that was the turning point where all of a sudden he's like, okay, and now I can nurse. Mm. Mom's calm. We say these things and we tell these stories of, of intuition of these connections with mom and baby. And I'm thinking, I'm just like going through my head of all the times that I've had those like intuitive moments. And I, and I forget about them until, you know, until this conversation where we're like, right, this is, this is magic. This is what magic is. really is. Right. <laughs> like yeah. we are magic and our kids <laughs> are, and when we can sync up and when oh. we can have the capacity to do that, Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Our babies are innately intelligent. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is they're showing us where their problems are. You'll see a a kid or a baby, you know, they're pulling on their ear a lot. They're showing us that there's a problem with their ear or that temporal bone that the ear is sitting within. I get kids who come in and they have trouble reading 
And I said, all right, show me how you would set yourself up to read. And, you know, they'll sit on a hard chair at my table and put a book in front of them. And, um, and then I see them pulling their hair towards the back of their head. I'm like, all right, you're showing me your parietal bone needs to be released. Oh, yeah. Or they keep popping up out of their chair. And I hear that from a lot of parents and teachers. Oh, they can't sit still. Well, that's because their sacrum is compressing some kind of nerve and it's sending a zingy, almost like electrical shock up their spine. Of course, they're going to pop up out of their chair constantly. It's not comfortable to sit on a hard chair like that. If we can balance the sacrum, then we can take the pressure off of that nerve. Oh, look, they can finally sit in their chair or we release that parietal and oh, okay, now I can read from left to right and the words don't jump all over the place. Mm. So they're showing us where the problems are. It just takes us as adults to slow down and watch them Mm. and see where they're pointing us to, to help heal them. And then, you know, they're going to do great after that because they're really, really smart. Mm -hmm. Oh, I knew you'd be such a good interview, Laura. This is so fun. (laughs) (laughs) I just like learned, I feel like I've learned so much. Okay. So (laughs) I'd love for you, if people are in the Twin Cities and they want to work with you, um, where they can connect with you online, what give all your good info. Sure. I uh, My website is bloomintobalancecst.com. And that's where I have information about CST, Reiki, reflexology, and how I kind of integrate those modalities in my work and list all my classes on there. And I also have virtual classes such oh, cool. as uh, Reiki classes. I can do those virtual. So my next Reiki one and two will be virtual. So I've got people from all over the U.S. and Canada, sometimes other countries that will take those classes. I have a Reiki master coming up in December here in person. So I have a number of people coming from out of town for that as well. Otherwise, I have uh, Bloom Into Balance uh, is on Facebook and then Instagram. It's called All Things Birth and Balance since my birth business is called All Things Birth. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate this. It's so fun. Thanks so much for being here, everyone. Thanks to Laura for being on the show. Give us a follow on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast, and I'm at Ashley.Sondergaard. See you next week.